welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bearded Clansmen of the Vale. I'm <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> son of Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, I was just getting ready to take a drink. Um, nice. I'm Dom, Shaggy Dom. I have the most amazing timing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing that to you the rest of this episode too. I'm just going to like talk to you right before you take a drink. <laughs> I know my vitamin water tastes so good. Mm. So today we're going to talk about Daggers in the Dark, the final pack from the Shadow Cycle, this uh, Dance of Shadow Cycle. Um, it's going to be the last pack for a few months, so we're going to savor it, or we're just going to go through it like we normally go through it. Yeah, I think aren't they um, coming out with the Greyjoy box first, though, before they take the break? Oh yeah, but this is the last like pack chapter pack for a while. Oh, what I meant. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then yes, you are correct. Huzzah! All right, our first card. Go ahead. Do you want to? Do you want to say something else? No. Okay. No. Go ahead. All right, our first card is a start card. It's Sir Jason Malister. It's a four-cost character with a uh, military and a power icon with four strength. He's got that beautiful House Tully keyword, and he's a knight, and he's a lord. Oh my god! Look at mm-hmm. all those beautiful traits. Uh, while there's no cards in shadows, he gains renown. That's pretty sweet. Um, uh, after you win a challenge in which he's attacking, choose a shadows a card in shadows controlled by the losing opponent and discard it. So, I don't know. He's pretty sweet. Like, even just the first part of him, you know, the part that's like, oops, sorry. Uh, the part that's like, you know, he basically has renown when you're playing in any normal game. Yeah. Um, I I kind of like, I mean, I like it. It's a knight. It's a lord. Um, he also has the, like you said, the renown if there's no shadow cards. Um, I just feel like with the the reaction is more powerful than the renown part because you know shadows becoming more of a thing now, which everyone will soon uh, hear about the new agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to do this, you know, will help you know get rid of those cards that are in shadows. Oh, for sure. I think I was just mentioning. I was just mentioning that like he gets renown if there isn't any. So like. You know, mm-hmm. he comes out on turn one, and if your opponent doesn't play shadows, you have a four cost, a four strength icon that has renown, and it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, okay, that was quick. Yeah, yeah, that's so. actually true. Yeah, that's a good point. It like pressures your opponent to play shadow cards when they may actually not necessarily want to, just to stop you from getting extra power. Uh, and with Tally, with Tully, you can do some pretty crazy rush stuff with Tully. And I wonder if that will play into like how valuable that renown can be when you're talking about mm-hmm. no shadows, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, his second, the second part of his effect is is legit good. Yes, and especially if you can get him out like right away, um, you know, being four cost, it's not too expensive. But then also if you're able to get um, ah oh, man, drama blank here, the guy that if you win military three plus three use plus or less in their discard you stand them uh sir gray john mm-hmm. or umber. Gray john umber yeah yeah get him with with this guy i mean you're yeah <laughs> it'd be cool you're getting renowned you're they're getting renowned you're getting well actually yeah you could even potentially do both you can actually just say your opponent has one card in shadows do the reaction discard it now he has renown. Mm-hmm. Give renown, and if you have great uh, the 
great John guy. You're standing him, doing intimidate. Um, yeah, I, I'd say it's a pretty solid card for, for four gold. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm like four out of five on this guy just because he's he's there and he's non loyal too so he can go in like the arbor knight deck or if you you know he can go in knight decks mm -hmm. and things like that so that's pretty sweet yeah exactly um i give it a four as well sweet uh the next card is the bastard's letter it's in a shadow event so and it's cost nothing uh it's got house bolton words on it and it's got shadows three as its cost says after an opponent initiates a military challenge against you stand any number of characters you control with a military icon. If you win the challenge, kill each attacking character. Is it does it is it have you have you played against this yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds like it like real dirty. Like it could be real, real dirty. It is dirty. <laughs> I know, it's... but like sometimes I think that and the cards are actually crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the letter right there should say it all. The big letter the big word right in the middle of the letter, bastard. <laughs> that should tell you something. That's what you're gonna say when this someone plays this card against you. You yeah, bastard. You <laughs> uh, and it's House Bolton, so it's fitting. Yeah, right. Well, I think this card is a reason to be scared if there's a sh card in shadows with for Stark. Oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just think about it. You know, three gold. He's throwing in shadows. So it costs five you total. Right? Yeah. But yeah, but overturns. You just wait. Yeah, you just wait for the perfect opportunity. You know, it's just yeah. I like it. I'm a. I haven't played it yet or played against it, but I'm gonna give it a four, just because it's just a sneaky like. Oh, you thought you were gonna win? You know, kill my guys. Guess what? You're killing all your guys. It, yeah, it seems. Like, you play this in a super hyper-aggressive Stark, right? Like, one that just goes first, swings out with everything. I mean, you mm -hmm. can even telegraph this. It doesn't matter at that point, because they're like, I don't know if I should do a military challenge this turn. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, dude. I'll just take the power and maybe have you discard a card. No big deal here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you got all your military guys' notes, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to accidentally lose this challenge. Uh, I guess it's a lot of on board though so like maybe you were hoping that you like your opponent saw in like any kind of tricky events this is what you're expecting so you can see whatever well, I, strength they have on board right well yeah and the thing I like about it is you can you know have a card Elkhart in shadows doesn't necessarily have to be this one but then if you're able to you know just keep you know three gold on your plot <laughs> you know you could totally just you know Bluffing. Make your opponent think that you might have it. Yeah. And, you know, might might trick him out. Yeah, that's very net runner of this game. It's kind of like uh putting getting these really powerful shadow cards and you're like, Man, I have to think about this now. This is like knowledge of card pool is super important. I think that's why I like it. If I didn't already say it four to five for me too, I think it's really cool. Yeah, like I said, it could it could be it could totally be a, a card that's like, eh, it's okay, but just the idea of it, just looking at it, it's like, as soon as I saw when they spoiled this card, I was like, oh, holy balls. Mm -hmm. This is going to this is gonna be awesome. I can't wait to play this card. So, <laughs> Alright, our next card is Shrewd Diplomat. It's a three-cost Shadows character with a power icon and three power, or a power icon and three strength. It's a non-loyal ally spy. It's got Ambush 5 and Shadow 3. 
So you can shadow it for six total over however many turns, and you can ambush it for five. And it says, after enters play during a challenge, choose a participating character and stand that character and remove it from the challenge. And what house is that? Oh, that's uh, it's it's uh, it's house house Tyrell Tyrell, yes. Tyrell, okay. Just so the listeners know. Oh, house who are Tyrell. people listen to this? Weird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're following the pack at home, this is the Tyrell card, yeah. Yes, and me. Let's see here. Me. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's all right. There's better ways to do that effect, like High Garden. Yeah, but then you, you know, you, you, um, either ambush him. Here's the, here's the thing. You can. There's three ways you can get this character out on the on the board during the challenge phase. One, you can ambush, like you said, for mm. five, which is kind of expensive. Shadow for three, which you're still spending five anyway. And you know, yeah. in in the long run, you're still spending five. So mm-hmm. yeah. Or you put them in the discard pile. <laughs> we bought them in for one. Uh, that's true. That's a good point. And, and then you, you know, you just saved yourself four gold. You're right. This is combo week because you can use it for the mill claim and or for like uh, for a discard effect or something and pull it back mm-hmm. out. Um, you can. I I guess when I was reading it before, I didn't realize it is choose a participating character which means you can choose your opponents too which can win you something yeah, yeah. and sweep it so with this card I mean I give it I give it a, a, a let's say it's 3 out of 5 I was going to say that too because it not only fits with a lot of the numbers on the card it describes how I feel about this card <laughs> <laughs> like it could be it's a good card like if you think about it you know, just being able to remove a character from a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, that that's always a good thing. And not telegraph it, right? You can do this without your opponent knowing that it's a possibility on board. Exactly. And so anytime you can kind of do those shenanigans, I'm all on board. Yeah. Yeah. Three out of five for me, too. Okay. So the next Tyrell location... Yes, it is a two-cost location called the Arbor Marketplace. It's loyal. Mm-hmm. It's got the house red wine trait. Uh, as a challenge action, Neil Arbor Marketplace to choose a participating character. Until the end of the challenge, the character gains plus one strength, and it has an income plus one gold on it. Printed right on that card, right for you. Put extra gold. Got yep. to sell that wine. I'm going to give it already a, a, a five out of five. Wow! Bazinga! Yeah. Because uh, I played it, I played it yesterday, and it was amazing. I was so happy to see all three copies. Oh, it's non-unique! Games. Oh my goodness gracious me, that's insanity. So if you have two, Eve, let's say you have one of these out, don't even bother. You have one out. This is just an auto stand for like, like uh, for, for Randall, right? Yeah. For Randall, yeah, not Randall. Randall. It's such a solid card to include, even though it does it, like not in spite of, but because it does that. Like, you pay two. It's it's non limited. Throw that out turn one, right? And like, mm-hmm. oh, like in your setup. Sorry, throw it out in your setup. Get an extra goal. Oh man. Whew. 
Whew, I'm getting the vapors. You're right. It is. <laughs> it's five out of five. It's too solid. It's too. It's too good. Like it does everything you need it to do in that house. Yeah, and I mean honestly, like the the reason my deck I made yesterday was, um, which by the way did not so great, but um, the deck I made was a Tyrell with the new agenda that we'll talk about the shadows. Oh, fun! And and so the whole deck was geared around the the newest Queen of Thorns. Um, after you win a challenge with her, pull a card out of shadows for free. Um, so my idea was when challenges with her, pull out, you know, like say a Rinley for free or Randall or whoever else I can put into shadows with my agenda mm -hmm. and get them out for, for basically free. Um, and then use, the, use the strength boost for her on that to make sure to kind of help with that out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, she's got stealth on her, so you're going to get that thing to trigger, you know, you're going to get her effect and yeah, that that's fun. That's good. I like that deck. I'm, I didn't do well though. Mhm. Mm no, I mean, I didn't I didn't play test it or anything. I just slapped, I just threw a bunch of cards together. You also had and a pretty bad headache yesterday, so I'm going to attribute I, that to I, some of it. I did, and I was a little irritated because <laughs> because I just got demolished, but when I with the game overall, the the cards I saw like the I like this card a lot because if you're playing that Shadows agenda, um, we'll talk more about it later. But uh, one part of the agenda says uh, it reduces your gold value on your plot by one, and um, having these guys out kind of help. The, one of them at least offsets that cost. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So fives from both of us. All right, we have our first Night's Watch card here. It's a loyal card. It's a two-cost character mm -hmm. that has a power icon with two strength. It's called Night Fort Builder, and it is mm. a builder, believe it or not. Oh. A reaction. Oh. After mm -hmm. Night Fort Builder's knelt, reveal the top card of your deck, and if it's a Night's Watch location draw, or attachment, draw it. Hmm. Huh. I wonder what kind of deck this will thrive in. Seriously. Like, do we really need <laughs> this, this kind of stuff to keep being printed? Like... <laughs> Like it's so good that I mean, like this is obviously like a four out of five for that deck, right? I oh mean, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Uh, like th one of the things that you do in builders or you used to do in builders was cycle back through like uh like Craven, right? I don't know. You tell me, builder. <laughs> yes, you do do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. And so, like when you when you start doing that, it it starts to make this kind of card more viable where you ravens you isle of ravens in their their character that they or their the craven you shuffle it back in your deck or whatever right mm -hmm. then you draw your two cards if you don't hit it you try to search more using cards like this or cards like the one card that lets you search x where the x is the number of builders you have or something like that there's just an insane amount of cards that let you draw stuff out and this guy is a little bit cheaper and lets you do it so you can have consistency mm -hmm. early that's what i would see but with Brandon's gift, like this isn't really necessary. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> like it's good, but like, come on, we don't do. This isn't an archetype that we should continue to support. <laughs> don't support it. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. What's your What's your thoughts? Uh, well, 
I'm going to give it a low score just because I hate builders. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, is it a good card? Um, I think it's it's average. I think it's a three, you know, mm-hmm. um, just because of the fact that, you know, you get to uh, potentially draw another card. Eh, you know, two for two, you know, two two gold for two strength power. Yeah, I guess it does only draw when you kneel it, so you either have to swing with it or use a card effect to kneel it, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, so maybe it's a three out of five instead of a four for me. Well, and it's not a force reaction, so um, I don't think you, like, I don't think you have to do it. It's just, it's a reaction, so if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's it's not a horrible card. I just I just hate builder decks, so. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, our next card is going to be Daggers in the Dark, the title card. So this card oh, yeah. is a loyal shadow card uh, from Night's Watch. It has a shadow two, so it costs two to play in shadows and then two to pop out of shadows. Uh, after you win a challenge as a defending player, choose and kill an attacking character. The attacking t- player may sacrifice two characters to cancel this effect. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I like it. I feel bad for Jon Snow in that art, though. Yeah, it's alright. That artwork kind of sucks. Knifed real hard. Yeah, so, <laughs> when it challenges the defending player. Cool. I want to do that in Night's Watch. That's great. Uh, yes. Kill an attacking character. Okay. Uh, there's yeah. Here's your card to be afraid of Night's Watch shadow cards, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, other, otherwise you sacrifice two to cancel it. I'm okay with both those things, even if they're sacrificing chuds, because that's, like, gas, you know? Like, that's tempo. Yeah, I mean, it's still two characters. Like, you know, if they let's say they have, you know, three characters on the board, they sacrifice two. Now they're left with one. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? March to the wall next round. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that in like these kind of Knights Wall Defense decks, you're kind of okay playing because you usually mm-hmm. have, you know, some something you can hit with with that. You know, you something you can cover that with. So, yeah, I'm on board. Four to five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it like a four as well. Maybe we need to like we're we're too much the same. We have to like <laughs> start valuing cards differently. No, um, uh, I like it. I mean, just the idea of like, hey, guess what? I can either kill your big guy or you're gonna get rid of two of your small guys, and uh, either way, it's a win-win. Yep, uh, agreed. And I, I like that we've now seen two cards in one pack that make factions that are kind of eh and shadows really scary mm-hmm. so alright our next card is uh, Red Ronnet. it's a Baratheon card non-loyal four cost character with a military icon and a power icon it's four strength it obviously is unique Red Ronnet is this dude's name I assume and it's House Connington it's, that sounds made up uh, but I guess the whole game is made up so I shouldn't say that and it's a knight <laughs> That no, this no, guy's name. It's not real. <laughs> this guy's name sounds exceedingly made up. It's like, what ass are you no. part of? Um, House <laughs> Connington, Cunningham, Cunnington, yeah. Cunnington. <laughs> Cunnington. Uh, and he he cannot have attachments except weapons, which is interesting because that's not something we typically see in a lot of non Night's Watch cards. Um, and it says while Red Ronnet is attacking, if the defending player controls a card in Shadows, raise the claim on your real plot card by one. Whoa. Yeah, that's sweet. 
Yeah, I, I kind of like it. Um, I don't know. I, I give it... Um, I give it a three. No, I'm going to get a four. I was thinking three or four, too, just because I, I like things that raise your claim effect. Uh, anything, anytime mm-hmm. you can do that. He will only be mm-hmm. raising it for one per time you can attack with him. I mean, so, like, basically it's only for the challenge you're attacking with him in. But you could stand him, sure. so that's not a huge deal. Um, and it kind of counters that. It's the same th- reason that uh, Sir uh, Jason Malister was good. It's because if people are going to start running the Shadows thing we're going to talk about later, and Shadows starts being a thing, mm-hmm. this is a solid counter to that, because people now have to worry that you're going to maybe have a three-claim turn if they play the... if they, you know, if you have sure. the right plots, so... Well, not only that, but, like, let's say they have a character in Shadows... You have him and the the what's that batter bastard of godsend or something mm. where you win a military or not military power challenge you take an additional power so like you could potentially be taking three power from them the the night song guy participating the, move one power from losing opponent's faction card to your own yeah 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 mm-hmm. so te- technically you could you can steal three power from him just by using him and in, in red it. Yeah, and we're talking two knights here, and they're two non-loyal knights, too. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if some of these cards that are coming out in this cycle are going to try to support the knight archetype that are out of faction for, you know, Tyrell normally. Because it would be kind of cool to have, like, and maybe even at this point, like, an Alliances knight deck that just has, like, a ton of good knights in it, and you're just, like, kind of throwing knights in, right? Like, maybe, like, a knight toolbox deck. Mm-hmm. But that's just my crazy ramblings. Just some knights and some ladies. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just knights and ladies. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm thinking of like a three, and you're on four. So let's move. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four just because, like, just with the shadow theme potentially, you know, becoming a bigger thing mm-hmm. um, down the road, especially after this agenda coming out, um, I can see, uh, excuse me, more opportunities of um, him being able to raise the claim. Yeah. So. Alright, our next card is still a Baratheon. It's a Baratheon loyal event for the Shadows event called Banished from the Light. It's got a Shadows 2 cost, so four total to bring this thing out, two to play into Shadows, and two to pull it out of Shadows. Uh, Reaction, after you win a power challenge, choose a character, place it into the Shadows with the Shadows token on it. While that card is in the Shadows, it gains X where X is its, or Shadows X where X is its printed cost. Cool. That could be cool. I... I I like it. it uh, yeah, I I like it a lot. Um, you know, I'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna give it a, like a five out of five. I, I, the more like, I look at it, I really so like casually. it. You're like, I, you know, I I'm gonna give it the best score I can get. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I was reading it. I was like, okay, one power challenge, which is fairly easy with Baratheon. Yep. Um, choose a character. Doesn't say your own character. Place it in shadows with a shadow token on it. Dude, just take out like one of their big guys. Oh, you could get like who has power. Whoever has power on them. Put them in shadows. Oh guess what? You lost all that power and you gotta spend seven gold non reducing or whatever gold it is to get them back out. I was thinking like you could do it too on like a jacket or somebody like that that cares about like tokens and stuff. Like or somebody that's bestowed. Yeah, it's got so many uses as a defensive card. Yeah, That's interesting. I mean, or you could even use it as um, one of those like you can do it on your own 
character like if, if you flea bottom someone in you can prevent them from coming at the bottom of yeah. the deck at the end of the right phase or if there's a character ability you want to reuse down the road you know i was it, thinking like a misandra Melisandre trigger mid like you can trigger oh, it once yeah. in marshall and then like do this after you win your power and then kneel somebody mid challenge phase or something like that uh-huh that could be yeah cool. i mean you could you could totally do that all right you talked me into it you talked me into it i'll say five out of five for this one and we'll see how see how it goes <laughs> everyone else in the community is like you guys are a bunch of dumbasses yes yeah, that's good like these are like two two out of five cards <laughs> why do they keep doing this they rate every pack so high uh all right our next card is uh the first lannister card of the pack it's cersei lannister another cersei lannister i believe that's our third one right Ooh. uh Ooh. she's a loyal yeah. a loyal uh, a loyal obviously lannister card a lady um she has six cost character that has the shadows excuse me and it has an intrigue and power icon with five strength shadows five so she does cost seven to play from shadows two into and five out of uh, after a card you control comes out of shadows any card um, during the challenge phase each opponent discards one card at random from his or her hand anytime I read cards that say each opponent I immediately want to play that card in a multiplayer format I really like it that's all I'm going to say <laughs> Well, there you go, everybody. <laughs> Next card. No, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a man. I, Follow your heart. If you're gonna keep giving fives, you might as well stick with it. No, I'm gonna <laughs> give it a four on this one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're really focusing in on shadows, this is gonna be super annoying for your opponent. Like three times a phase, man. Like, That's not even close. That's not even including your own. Like that can be an opponent's shadows card. No, it's it's, it's you control. You control. Oh, sorry. Yeah, good. Yeah, that would that would help if I read the card. <laughs> uh, read the card to learn the rules. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean thinking even that. So let's let's just say you live in magical Christmas land, right? And you have six cards in shadows. You could do three of those cards during the the martial phase, and you could do three of them during the challenge phase. Oh no, okay. It only happens. There. I need to read the card too. Damn. Three times per phase. Yeah, and it only can be done during the shadows or the challenge phase. So challenge phase, yes. Yeah, okay. So maybe I'm going I'm going to four. I mean all these all these caveats, man, that we can't catch and the first time we read it, this is ridiculous. I know. It's like they're trying to trick us. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I give it a man. I just like the hand control kind of mechanism. Um so I I'm gonna give it between a four and a five. I do. I like the hand control aspect too, but I feel like the other Cersei that gets power for it is just better at it. Eh, no. I just rather just take your cards, and that's all I care about. All so. right, I'm gonna even this out a little bit. I'm gonna say this one's a three because three out of five because I feel like what this card's doing, the other Cersei does better, and that's that's uh, the end of that, and that's the end of that conversation. No, no. I call BS. Why do you call BS on me? Why are you doing this? Why are you why, me out? Because, because Cersei, this is good. It's one gold less. It can trigger itself if you bring her out of shadows. If you pay that extra gold, right? If you, if you pay the extra gold, yes. But with all the shadow cards that are out already for Lannister and with the agenda, I mean, honestly, you can get like a, you know, you can... Um, take out three, four cards at a time in a round. 
Yeah, so, but I think the the other Lannister Cersei was already doing stuff like that without having any shadows effects. Like she was already playing without his beard and stuff like that to get three cards around. Well, that's not even including without a beard. Like I'm I'm telling you, you can like destroy someone's hand in one one round with this card. But like but at no gain to winning the game besides you just discarded their hand, right? Which isn't bad, it just means that you're no closer to winning. No, but then with no cards, I have no options. No options means I, I can utilize to my. Advantage. I break you. I break you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I must break you. I just like the power. I I'm I'm a fan of getting power because that's what's important and that's how you win. And I just, do agree that you can. You're just a power whore. Yeah. Whoa! You can't say that on this show. All right, <laughs> oh, we're moving sorry. on. Uh, okay. The next card is the second Lannister card. It is non-loyal. It is a one-cost Shadows attachment. It's a skill. Cool. I didn't know mm. we could like level up characters and stuff. Uh, it's called Underhanded Methods. It's a Shadow Zero, so you pay zero to bring it up and to play face out, which is pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. And it says attached character gets plus one strength for each card you control in Shadows. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I love it. This, this one's Play another. This one's another Play three list. for me. I just. It's just like. Uh -huh. It's just like. I don't. I, this whole shadows thing is such a fad. <laughs> You're a 1.0 player, aren't you? <laughs> no, I just. I just. Like, new things scare me. Change is scary. Uh -uh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Just because you know, if you're going, if your theme, if your deck is themed around shadows, this card is gonna help boost your guys your character plus it has zero shadow you just pay your two to get that. it in yeah pay your two to get in and guess what you can bump it out whenever you need it you know, you know in in that light i actually do like that cost that cost a little more because mm -hmm. in back when we used to play uh warhammer conquest 40k conquest there were cards that like this where you, you like things would trigger when you would would ambush something basically right for that game's mechanic and having cards that you could play at zero cost to do that with was mm -hmm. legit so i think i'm going to raise it to a four just because the zero shadow cost on the on the on the pulling it out of shadow is actually a significant thing it's not mm -hmm. trivial it's a really good thing oh yeah i mean i mean granted you're still paying two for it initially but um you know it just depends on like if you have okay, let me back up you could either A pay 1 which isn't bad you know you still get the, the strength increase mm -hmm. or B if you have Cersei out put this in shadows bump it out for free discard a card from your opponent and get the additional strength boost you know I I, I just see it as a win win yeah I so. mean you just have to keep make sure you have cards in shadows and like the whole Cersei thing doesn't really want you to have them in there forever. So, like, if you really want to get the most mm -hmm. out of Cersei, you're pulling them out of shadows. But I agree with you. I the, think the thing for me that pushes it to a four is that zero. That big old goose egg right there. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. All right. Oh, my God. I cannot say this gay's name. It's a three-cost <laughs> Greyjoy character that's non-loyal. It's Mokuro. Mokoro, I think. Makuro. Okay, and it's a power icon with three strength, <laughs> and it's an ally, and it's Relore. <laughs> I'm just glad. I just thought it was funny how you just kind of went along with my. It sounded. You know, it's uh, basically what I said. So if two people say it right, that means if two people say it the same way, it's right, right? Like uh, GIF. 
You mean Geif? Yeah, Geef. All right. It's an Jeez, yeah. ally and it's Relore. Relore is kind of cool here because anytime, anytime I get a card that get, fits well in the whole, like, you know, uh, Barathian Kraken stuff, I'm excited. Shadow's mm -hmm. five. So this is an equal cost. Or actually, no, it's not. It's two more. Sorry, my bad. Uh, the Shadows thing's confusing me today. Uh, but it's Shadows is five, so it's going to cost seven to play out of Shadows total. And it says mm -hmm. after he enters play from Shadows, after he comes out of Shadows, during a challenge, you choose a defending character and place it on top of its owner's deck. Blah. That's pretty sweet. Costs a lot, but oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, you're paying seven gold. So this is uh. imagine. Let me let me talk you through the 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 best scenario ever. Right. You're attacking. <laughs> you're at, you have Miss Missandra on the field, right? And you have, you're attacking mm -hmm. with somebody who has pillage or maybe multiple instances of pillage and are in this attack, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, you pull this guy out during a challenge. So you send... Not only do you send one character to the top of the deck, you kneel somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And so now you've just taken out two possible defenders for the attack, and your pillage is almost certainly going through. So you get to not only take control of that, take that character out of the challenge, but you get to mill him, Right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's my dream scenario. I know that's not going to happen all the time, but like the fact that they ha he has a really interesting trait that not a lot of Greyjoy has, and he's in a Greyjoy deck that can be used for you know top of deck control stuff. That's mm -hmm. where this guy shines to me. You're 100 percent correct. Seven's way too expensive, and that's the thing that's probably keeping it like a three or four for me because it's just like <laughs> you have to have so much stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's a good card. I mean, mm -hmm. I just think it's it's one of those like, like it's how often are you be able to trigger it? You know, I don't know. I I mean, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, me either too. way. Um, I just don't see how often you know you're gonna be able to afford to trigger that ability. It's it's he's gonna be more one of those guys as you put him in the shadows and you leave him there for a little while. You can flip and him then, out for free if you have the new queen. Well, yeah, if you're doing the um, the the uh, Tyrell. Yeah. If you're doing Tyrell um, uh, Kraken. So I mean, yeah, there's you can do that, but but even then, that doesn't even really work with his reaction because it says after he comes out of shadows during a challenge, mm. and Queen of Thorns is after you win a challenge with her. Take a, a card out in shadows and put it in. Isn't that not? So. Is that not still during the challenge? No. Uh, okay. Because you're not. Well then, I'll take that back. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, this guy's a three. He's, I mean, he, he could be cool, but I don't know. I I think he's okay. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, with a Baratheon deck, you know, if you have, if you're going for the roller th uh, theme with Mel and stuff like that, um, definitely get some pillage. You know, guys on the board. Yeah. You know? Um, it it's interesting. I I wouldn't you know necessarily name it like like you know a four or five. Now, if this was his reaction was after, once he comes into play and during the challenge phase, then that would totally change it because then you can flea bottom in, um, yeah, for gold, and that just seems more um, just more easy to do than you know saving five gold. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's like, yeah, it's just so three. <laughs> <laughs> so three. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, we're going to move to our next one. Our next one is called okay. Rhymes with Meek. It's a Greyjoy Loyal card that costs one, and it's a Shadows event. This is another Shadow Zero, which is pretty sweet. And it says, after you win an unopposed challenge, draw two cards, three instead, if you played this event from Shadows. Or win an unopposed challenge. So, Love it. Yeah, I mean, I can see this happening a lot. It costs zero to play out, and that's kind of what you really need in Greyjoy, because a lot of Greyjoy doesn't have a ton of money. Um, because mm-hmm. you would only be throwing out some really cool stuff on the board. Mm-hmm. Winning an unopposed challenge isn't incredibly difficult, um, especially if you're using certain cards that give stealth more often or take away stealth, I guess, if you're doing that whole thing. And mm-hmm. you're pretty much uh, going to always be drawing three cards with this if you've, done, if you've done it right. But I do like the utility of only being, having to draw two for one, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> of course, the ideal is to go for three if you can, put mm-hmm. it in the shadows, but but for some reason, you know, you didn't you didn't get a chance to or whatever, and you just want to draw two cards, you can go ahead and do that. So, okay, yeah, 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 I agree. I think this one's probably like a four, because uh, this Greyjoy likes draw. Greyjoy likes draw a lot. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, I give it about a four as well. I almost won five, just because you know, card draw is always good. Um, Zero Shadows could probably push it to a five. Because if you're playing that kind of deck and you want that Zero Shadow trigger, then... Yeah. Actually, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to go five. Dude, nice commit. I appreciate that. (laughs) Just because you pay pay your two, you keep it in Shadows for as long as you need it, and then boom, draw three cards. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Next card. Yes. Is the first Targaryen card. Brazen Beast. It's a guard. Just a guard. It's just a guard, dude. It's a four-cost uh-huh. character of the military intrigue icon with four power. It says no attachments, shadow three, and you can pay three gold to put Brazen Beast into shadows from your discard pile. This is what I think of this. It's like... <laughs> you just like playing him back and forth and going in and out and letting him do for claim and coming back out and doing stuff and being a four strength guy with a bike on and it's just insane like <laughs> um i mean i like it i i like the fact that it's you know four gold for four strength but it also has the intrigue icon mm-hmm. um, the intrigue icon's pretty cool actually because you know at least a lot of times when i build my targaryen decks mine are either military heavy or power heavy so it's always good to have another option with a character that has, you know, decent um, strength mm-hmm. for an intrigue icon. And he's a non-loyal, which means that, like, if you really wanted to do something crazy, which I'm prone to do, you could throw him in a deck that really cares about Shadows triggers and always have a dude mm-hmm. that can go into Shadows, right? Mm-hmm. Unless he dies. Then then he can't, because yeah. he's dead. How can you go to Shadows if you're dead? You don't. You can't, Exactly. <laughs> You've and become it's unique, so. Mm-hmm. so it's not unique, so you know you can have multiple ones. Um, yeah, like I said, I I probably give it a. Um, I'd probably give it. A, uh, yeah. I want to say four, but I'm gonna give it a four just because it's four gold. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to do three uh, because it's three gold to put it. No, <laughs> I'm going to give it a three just because <laughs> I think that um, I'm not sure that this is a card that goes in any deck that's out now. But, I mean, I don't think it's bad. Um, I just want to, like, I think that, like, you're running, like, Aegon and and stuff like that. And I don't know. Do you have well, a spot for a four-cost spycon for four? Well, there is that Martell character that's a guard that um, allows all guard characters to not kneel when they defend. I was thinking about that. I knew there was some guard keyword thing, but that's pretty cool. So, I mean, that would be a good card for that. Also, um, with the shadow kind of thing, you know, just some just some shenanigans you can do. Are you proposing that they're going to make a guard-centric agenda at some point? Uh, they, they could be. <laughs> that's cool. I can't I can't say. <laughs> All right. The next card we have is the second Targaryen card called Gifts for the Widow. It is a non-loyal X-cost event. Where it says, as an action, you can search your deck for an attachment with printed cost X or lower and put it into play attached to a character you control, and then you shuffle your deck. Cool. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Most attachments cost less than three that you'd want to play. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. This card essentially says pay one and a half gold on average to find an attachment that you're going to want to put into play on somebody that you care about. Maybe, let's say two gold, just for just for the sake of having a whole just number. For, just for giggles. Yeah. So you're paying two gold to search to, to tutor your entire 60-card deck for an attachment and put mm-hmm. it into play. I think that this is a five out of five because that is a very powerful oh, yeah. effect. Oh, yeah, especially... You have two gold, Queen's Guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, this is this is an even non-loyal card. So you could th- you just throw in Targaryen as a banner, and you can do things like pull out C- R- Crown of Rose Gold. I don't know. Do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> pull out a milk if you want. I don't care. Yeah, put it on your own, dude. Protect him from something. I don't know. Do whatever you can. There's a, I saw you an article. You yeah. can milk your own Jorah. <laughs> There you go. I saw somebody, I think it was at Worlds, they were played a, a pinch of powder on their own character to save it from getting um, un, unexpected delayed. Oh, what? Yeah, because unexpected delays uh, delays did something where, like, um, I don't know, that, I have to look it up. That's at the beginning of the challenge phase at that. Uh, yeah, so he put it on, on in the marshalling phase. Just because that was the only way to save save it, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, "Oh, cool." I see. But yeah, so I, this card's straight up five out of five for me because, like, yeah. that that is a powerful effect. That's like you know trading with a Kohor effect, Kotor or Kohor. I'm gonna say Kotor because I don't remember what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. I'm. A, I agree with you. I think it's a five out of five card. Sweet. I mean, just. Even uh, Drogo's um, sword, whatever you... I forgot the name of it. But that attachment where he doesn't even kneel. Yeah. For the first military, plus two strength. That's a two cost. You know. Uh, you could I, even do Crown of Gold. I mean, if you're really feeling dangerous. Oh, no, yeah, you, you could kill your own character. You're right. Never mind. Don't you do Crown of Gold. Stop. Everybody stop. <laughs> All right. Let's move to the next card. Uh, okay. Starfall Spy is our first Martell card three cost character yeah. with an intrigue and power icon it's got two <laughs> strength and it is a house dane spy shadows three so it'll cost two to put in and three to get out 
And it mm -hmm. says, after you win a challenge in which Starfall Spy is participating, return it to Shadows and choose another card in Shadows and put it into play. I love this card just for the sole fact that it's like, hey, remember that effect that Martell has that lets you switch cards out? Now you can do it from Shadows. So get wrecked, everybody. Yeah, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> You're like, I really don't want to have to discard that other card in Shadows for two gold. I'm going to switch it out with Starfall Spy and do it next turn with that Martell location that lets you discard a Shadow card money yeah well they also have um they also have that uh the uh location that you can reduce the cost of cards that come out of shadow by one cool which is fun um it comes into play no. standing though right the card you pull out of shadows if it's a character is it comes into play standing I, that's a stupid question yes. but i just want to validate that yes okay. that is correct so that's so, cool so there's so many different applications you can use this card in one you can have it in shadows you can bring it out win the challenge swap out another card that's in shadows or you can just marshal it for three win the challenge do the reaction or keep it in your discard pile flea bottom it in when you know you can win a challenge with them put them back in the shadows to you know to flip out another card in shadows there's so many different shenanigans you can do with this like three cost character yeah and it, uh, it just plays so well into the like already existing like Martell shenanigans style play that I think it's just more fodder for the whole what else can we do to combo this stuff out you know? yeah it's like what else can we do to piss you off I, I think this card for me is a 4 out of 5 just because it lets you do that kind of effect from shadows that you normally can do from hand with Martell yeah I agree uh, I give it a 4 as well sweet all right, our next card is called Blood of the Viper. It's a Martell non-loyal uh, attachment that costs one. It's got a legacy sub, uh, trait, which is kind of interesting. It's a Sand Snake characters only, and it's Ambush 2. It says, after you lose a challenge in which the which uh, the character... Well, sorry. Unless, whenever you, after you lose a challenge in which the attached character is participating, stand it. Cool. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, it kind of goes like... They're pushing for that sand snake theme mm -hmm. kind of thing, which I I I like, you know, and and the fact that you know you lose a challenge with them, just stand them, so you're not you know giving unopposed challenges or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that that I think is an important thing is that you can now have you can now lose all your opponent like all your opponent's challenges and then win all yours, <laughs> like because you have a bunch of people mm -hmm. left standing, right? And so second player you might be able to do something where you like get all the benefits of losing and get all the benefits of winning exactly and especially if you run that uh the core location sun spear yep. where you lose a challenge raise a claim oh my god on that challenge so that's crazy yep yep i, I like it mm -hmm. i mean and there's so many different sand snakes out now that you can put it on you know like nymeria obara uh, Elia, I'm kind of looking through my Martell cards the, here. The ambush is cool too because it like it the, the the lack of telegraph for that is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. When you're like your opponent's done all the math, mm -hmm. and then you're like, well, I'm gonna spend two gold and actually make this character stand, and they're like, well, I was not prepared for that, so good luck on your <laughs> unopposed challenges that you're gonna get, <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, of exactly. that nature. So yep. exactly, I think this one's like four out of five for me again because I just think it mm -hmm. plays well into what Martell does and. It gives you more variety that you can spice into a deck if you want to for Martell. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree. I I give it a four as well. 
Um, more so, if you're doing the Sand Snake deck, it's like a five for me. Mm-hmm. If it's just an average Martell deck, I would say about a three. It just depends on how many Sand Snakes you have. In you usually deck. have like one or two, right? Normally. Yeah. They just might not. Is that, yeah. yeah, that's right. Is fair. it worth having that? That attachment in there for just one or two characters. So. I don't know. I don't touch Martell. I think it's gross, and I don't like that. Well, that's sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> our first uh, neutral card is a song on the misty on a misty morn. It's like a Hobbit song. It sounds like one cost event, <laughs> and it says choose up to two non-unique characters in your dead pile and return them to your hand. Sweet, cool. Yeah. Like military claim fodder. You, oh no, I don't have any chuds left in my hand. Might as well play this on misty morn song, and then drop like a one or zero or two cost chud that you can mill claim. Mm-hmm. Could be really good after certain turns. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's decent. You know, mm-hmm. um, would it see a spot in my deck? Probably not. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think it would depend on how you're playing. It's not in every deck. It's not in every deck. Mm-hmm. It's just in decks that need to make sure that they can save their specific characters from certain things. Or yeah, or, exactly. or or a deck that like really needs its reducers. I don't know. It just has a lot of utility in keeping things around that are normally easy to get rid of. So, mm-hmm. I think it's like a three out of five for me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it like a two. To Whoa. be honest. Whoa, that's nearly binder yes. fodder, and it's far better than that. Yeah. Prove me wrong, then. You prove me wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna talk about the agenda now. The agenda is called Assault from the Shadows. Uh, it is has reduced the gold value on your revealed plot card by one. So that's it. That's all it says. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> marshalling action: kneel your faction card to choose one card in your hand and place it face down in shadows with a card with a shadows token on it. While that card is in shadows, if it does not have a printed shadows keyword, it gains shadows X, where X is its printed cost. And it was designed by Jesus Valdez Gaspar, and the European Joust champion in 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pretty sweet i i agree i'm then probably just going to start off by saying this card's a four out of five for me if not higher but the thing i don't like about it is i don't understand why you have to put a f- token on it like why do you have to put the shadow token i'm not too sure i think it's to one to make sure that you're you pay the full price to be honest with you i'm not sure um, but I, the thing I don't like about the shadow token is that it targets it for just removal from shadows stuff. So like, if you have played this card and you put something out, and I win Jason Malister, I'm gonna target that card. Mm-hmm. That's that you're that <laughs> normally doesn't have shadows, right? Like because it's probably something yeah. I don't want to come out because you're you're hacking. You're basically I'm air quoting cheating it into shadows, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't like that aspect of this card and the Baratheon event that we saw. Um, but yeah. I think they're so powerful. The effects are so powerful that <laughs> it's hard to like to argue against it. I mean, you're basically making the card un- for basically untargetable, right? Mm-hmm. Until you choose to pull it yeah. out. Which now, go ahead. You talk. You've played it, so why don't you talk about it a little bit? Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely um, powerful. Now, let me just say this first: the the games I played up against were. Um, so in our our local group, we did this thing where we were going to try the new agenda 
um, Assault from the Shadows, but then also we threw in Sea of Blood, and um, which is the agenda that's coming out with the Greyjoy box. And um, we all basically chose an agenda from those two and built a deck around that. So all my games were against the Sea of Blood agenda uh, decks, which just freaking wrecks uh, Assault from the Shadows. But just from watching other people play online today, um, there there is a lot more... Um, uh, it's more competitive, I guess you can call it. The Sea of Blood agenda? No, oh. no, the Assault from Shadows. Okay. Um, just because I saw more things happening. Um, I don't, don't want to say this. Um, like... With Sea of Blood, it's so easy to wipe your opponent's board by winning a military challenge by five or more strength. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then you triggered that that ability on that agenda, and then you just it's insane. So I wasn't able to really get the game going on my end um, because my board would just get wiped. But watching other people play the game online, I was able to see how they would like set up their board get the game going and stuff like that and um i actually i really like it the idea um i especially like it with um tyrell and uh my top three houses would be tyrell lannister and martell um for this agenda and i mean i just think it's a good it's a good call because like if you have an expensive character you're worried about them you know getting um discarded through entry claim um, then you can just throw them in the shadows and then you know when you have enough gold you can pay for them to come out yeah. in the middle of the middle of the challenge phase or any phase really and then you can you know kind of retaliate that way so yeah and it um, gives you the shadows keyword so you can get those shadows triggers in those three types of decks that care about them too which is nice so you're getting an extra mm -hmm. card that can trigger shadows effects i i think that you're you're hitting it right in the head that untargetable that untargetable nature the the semi-untargetable nature of a card in shadows mm -hmm. can make this a pretty powerful scary kind of thing because you can even dupe people right you could have that like two copies you could have the dupe copy in your hand and you could have one in shadows mm -hmm. they could hit it from your hand or something like that as long as they didn't heads on spikes you you could still play it and they're like Shh, nuts i didn't i thought i just got that guy discarded like he's back oh no like that can be something that can be really tempo hitting and game changing but yeah what do you think five out of five or four, four out of five um i'm gonna give it a right now i'm gonna give it a four okay out of five um I still have to play with it some more, but I I like it. You know, it's I think it's better than some other agendas. Yeah, out there. So I like the art too. The art but, in this one's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a little cartoony, but I think it's supposed to be like stained glassy, is the whole thing, but just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So anyway, let's move on. All right, uh, Varys. We have another copy of Varys. It's a, a four cost character, obviously unique, mm -hmm. who has an intrigue icon and four strength. He's an ally and a lord. It's, he's got shadows eight, so you're putting him in for two, and you shadows him out for eight. Uh, stealth. It says reduce the cost to bring him out of the shadows by one for each card in shadows. So there you go. There's a way to not make it cost ten total. And it says after various comes out of shadows, choose to kill a character with power. Killing a character with power is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. 
if you're playing a heavy shadows heavy deck, this is great, a great card. If you're not, oh. it's a t- it terrible sucks. card. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to like say one. terrible, but yeah, it is terrible. <laughs> it would be a zero. Whoa. I feel like. Well, no, I shouldn't say zero, because you can still pay the four and get the, the four with the, the intrigue and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But you want that reaction if you can. Yeah, I, I don't know. This guy's solid in middle of the road, I guess, because if you're, like, in the deck you're playing him in, he's fantastic, but in any other deck, he's crap, I think. So three mm-hmm. for me. Actually, I'm going to say two. I'm I'm gonna say two. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. <laughs> if if you don't have a lot of shadow cards, I'm gonna probably give it a one. If you have a shadow theme deck, then I'm gonna give it a, like a a five. It's like it. I feel like it's a either a four or five because I feel like it's a card that you need in there. Um, if we're doing shadows, if you're playing that assault uh, from the shadows agenda, did you put it in? Um, yes, I did. Okay, good, because I was about to get in your face if you didn't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I actually did. I never saw him, but I had him in my deck. So The you know. art on this card is absolutely hideous. It's even worse than the, the alt art various that we gave out for like for the first regionals. It is oh, scarifying. The one that looked like he was on, uh, he had cancer or something. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. All right, moving on. Moving on from various. Let's uh, see, our last card is the plot called Ravages of War. It's a four income, six initiative, one claim, six reserve plot that has the war trait. It says, when revealed, each player sacrifices a character or location, chooses and discards one card from his or her hand, and chooses and discards one card from his or her shadows area if able. Yeah, I like it. I like this card in Melee. I used to, whenever I play Magic and I'm playing Commander, mm-hmm. This is the kind of card that I like to just throw at people because it just puts a hitch in their giddy up. But I never mm-hmm. like these cards in one v one, ever. <laughs> I don't think that this card is good in one v one at all. Um. Well, I mean, it definitely shines more in the melee kind of format, but um, I could see this being a, a good card in general. Um, it's kind of like you know, almost like a march to the wall on steroids. Yeah. You know, you discard a or location. You you know, then you have to choose a card from your disc from your hand, and then you have to potentially, you know, discard a card from shadows. You know, you're discarding three cards. I mean, I see this card as a really good hard counter to shadows cards when you're not playing any, because really what you want to do here is always make sure that you're getting one more benefit than your opponent, right? So you either have no hand, sure. you have nothing on the board, or you have no cards in shadow. Yeah, and I mean, also it has four four gold, six reserve, and six initiative, so the stats are pretty good. Is four gold um, good still? Like this four gold yeah. seems low. I guess maybe nah, it's not low. Nah, I think it's pretty good. I mean, if you have the enough economy cards out on the board, you know, I think it's it's good. You mm-hmm. know, what are you giving this one score wise? Um, I'm gonna give it a four. To be honest with you. Okay. I was going to give it a two because I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. I, okay. So our next game, I'm going to make sure I play this plot. Okay. <laughs> and then you're going to hit me for it and like discard, like, discard like something insane and I can't save. And then you're going to hit. I'm going to have to choose one card from my hand that's like my best card. And yeah. Here, I'm going to tell you that my deck right now. 
It's going to be Stark. Um, let's see. I don't know the agenda yet, but it's going to be Stark. And then I'm going to have that Jason Malister Mal yeah. in with that plot with three bastard letters. You're going to be sad when you realize I'm not playing Shadows against this card. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I'm going to discard one of your uh, characters or locations. Yeah, and Malister's going to get renowned. <laughs> and Malister's going to get renowned. And I'm going to get. I'm gonna use the bastard letter on you. I'm going to kill all your guys. Okay, cool. Game on. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one for me is the two. Yeah, so that's all the cards we have for this pack. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our review of the cards, you know, from two noobs who play this game. Um, if you have any questions or have any comments about what we said, let us know. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. All right, thanks, guys. Like, comment, subscribe. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Veil, vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about a Game of Thrones the card game.